Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue in our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Corinth was a cesspool of bad theology. It included a hodgepodge of ideas about life after death. To the people who needed to have their understanding of the resurrection of Jesus and their own future resurrection tweaked to match what is according to the scriptures, Paul wrote this spectacular chapter. The credibility of Jesus would be ruined if he did not rise from the dead. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he faithfully teaches today's portion of this week's message entitled, What If There Is No Resurrection? Well, come with me back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We are for a little while here devoting both our Sunday morning time in the Word of God and our Wednesday night studies to the book of 1 Corinthians until we finish it. And that's all part of a now altered grand plan that was in place for the spring. We're going to finish 1 Corinthians 15, or 1 Corinthians before we get back to uh, normal as far as church services are concerned, but we will then... Uh, start a whole new plan, and we'll let you know what that is. I'll have to figure out what it is before I can tell you exactly what it is. But this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19, we know that the preaching in the early church was tied inextricably to the resurrection of Jesus. We saw that last week in chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. In the book of Acts, Almost all of the preaching there was done by Peter and by Paul. Uh, both of them stood unwaveringly on the resurrection, and they showed that exactly what Paul wrote last in the passage we saw last week, that Jesus died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. And you see through the book of Acts that that message never changes. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is the inspired outline of that book. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and of the remotest parts of the earth. And that was exactly the message to the Jews in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria, to the Samar Jerusalem and Judea, then to the Samaritans, and then as the gospel broke through and went to the Gentiles. That indeed, therefore, was the gospel which Paul preached to the people in Corinth. It was what they believed. That was what they stood upon. Sadly, though, it, it didn't take long for questions about the concept of the resurrection of Jesus to arise, especially in a place like Corinth. Rather quickly, by about A.D. 55, we know when this book was written, a, a teaching had infiltrated the church in Corinth, and we can't be real precise about what it was, but we do know that it called into question the fact that 
everyone will be raised from the dead. So before we dive into our text, we should probably go back to something that Jesus taught in the midst of His ministry on one of His visits to Jerusalem. We have it in John 5, 28 and 29. He said, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and will come forth. Those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. There's no doubt what He meant. Every single one in every single tomb in every single place will be resurrected. Then there's judgment that determines or exposes whether it is to life or to judgment. But Corinth, not at all surprisingly, was a cesspool of bad theology. The fact that God planted a thriving church there is a great illustration of the power of the gospel, considering all the bizarre things that took place in Corinth. It was a, it was a trade city. It was a naval city. It was a, a Greek city. There was all sorts of philosophy. There was all sorts of mysticism. There were all sorts of false religions. There was immorality. But God planted a church there. All the people in that generation of believers in that church came from some kind of background that made them very fertile ground for confusion and questions. Now, there were some Jews in that church. Paul always went to the, to the synagogue first, and he did that in Corinth as well. We saw that back in the book of Acts when he started this church. And from those who would have been in the synagogue there, there probably were some who were influenced by the Sadducees. There were the Pharisees that were the very strict and legalistic ones, and there were the Sadducees, which were the more liberal ones, and the Sadducees specifically did not believe in resurrection. Now, obviously, if, if these people that came out of the synagogue were saved, and they were, they had come to believe that Jesus was raised, but they may still have had a hangover of doubt about the fact that they too would be raised from the dead. Then there was the philosophical aspect of the culture in Corinth. There was the philosophy of dualism, the idea that everything physical is inherently evil and everything non-physical is spiritual. So people with that kind of a background could start from the point of thinking that physical resurrection, oh, that, that would be terrible. When I die, I just want to be a spirit. I don't want to have a, a, a physical existence. And so, to the people who needed to have their understanding of uh, resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus and their own future resurrection, a lot of them need to have that tweaked to understand that according to the Scriptures, Jesus was raised. So, he's taking them always back to what do the Scriptures say about the resurrection of, of Jesus and, and everyone else. You know what, Stan, um, resurrection is not a dog, uh, an argument, or it's not a doctrine that anyone would make the argument, is a secondary doctrine. It's absolutely essential. The, the credibility of Jesus would be ruined if He didn't rise from the dead, because what Jesus said was not ambiguous. We actually read this before one of our songs, Mark, Matthew 16, 21. 
It's also in Mark and also in Luke. From that time, Jesus began to show His disciples that He must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. Then there's Matthew 17, also in Mark 9 and Luke 9. And while they were gathered together in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill Him, and He will be raised up on the third day. Then there's Matthew chapter 20, verses 18 and 19. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn Him to death and will hand Him over to the Gentiles to mock and scourge and crucify Him, and on the third day He will be raised up. And then there's what He said to His disciples, Matthew 26, 32, but after I have been raised... I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Then there's the famous one that was actually twisted and used against him in his trial, John chapter 2 from earlier in his ministry, verses 18 to 22. The Jews then said to him, what sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? What things? Well, he had just cleared the temple for the first time. Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, It took 46 years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. So when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the Scripture and the words which Jesus had spoken. You see, Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. He was buried. He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Now, in 1 Corinthians 15, we already saw in those first 11 verses Paul's um, not quite exhaustive list of people that Jesus appeared to after His resurrection. Now, in our text for today, as we move along through this entire chapter, 58 verses devoted to the subject of the resurrection, Paul's going to advance the reasoning even further. He's going to say, If there is no resurrection, there are consequences. If there's no resurrection, you are foolish. If there's no resurrection, you are deceitful. If there's no resurrection, you're doomed. And if there's no resurrection, you are pitiful. So let's dive in at verse 12. If there's no resurrection, you are foolish. Look at verses 12 and 13. Now, if Christ is preached that He has been raised from the dead... You know, he said, that's what we preach to you, that's what you believed. So it isn't that they were necessarily doubting Jesus' resurrection. They're saying, we preach the risen Christ, so what's your problem with the whole concept of resurrection? That's what he's saying. If Christ has preached that He's been raised from the dead, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, not even Christ has been raised. Now, the word resurrection, well, it means rising from the dead. Uh, And he's talking about it generally, not specifically only about Jesus. This is the issue of everyone being resurrected. Now, it's not a very subtle point. He's saying it is idiocy to claim to be a Christian but not believe in resurrection. If you're going to deny essentials of what God has revealed in His Word, then you have to accept the logical consequences of what you are denying. 
being religious is absurd if everything ends with the grave. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.